Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Yes, 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 www.wingstop.com. Three locations, 50th and O Street, 29th and Pine Lake Road, 28th and Superior. If you want to go get your grub on or get a chicken sandwich box, guess what? You can get all the flavors. We got different. You eat chicken sandwiches now? Yes. Or Listen, have you ever been to Wingstop? Uh, yeah, I have. Man, we got I've some got friends it. over at Wingstop that you got to make sure you go meet. Okay. Carl and Robert and the boys, we need to make sure we link you with them. Because they have really, really good friends of the former players as well. So. Good. Um, Red, Terrell, you got any questions? I know you've oh, been no, quiet. Go ahead. You just I, I just like listening to Red. I like, I, 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 I like listening I to him. Go, go ahead, Bob. I got one more that I've just on. been waiting to ask. We talked about it during the break with, with Red here. You guys were both on uh, – everybody in this room besides me, I suppose, was on one of the greatest college football teams of all time. 71 Huskers or 95 Huskers? I want to hear, hear Red's <laughs> opinion here. Bring them on. <laughs> Let's go, boys. <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah. As we currently sit. Hey, that's the mentality. See? See that mentality? Oh, yeah. It didn't matter that it's 30 years later. He's like, uh-uh, bring it on right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Murtaugh had uh, Monty Johnson, who was on uh, both teams uh, when, I, when I played there, and we talked about him playing for – the Raiders, even though he never started uh, in Nebraska. And uh, somebody called in to the show and uh, said, well, what about that 95 team? And Monty just said, let's go right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good game. So that's, the, yeah, would be It'd a be good game. It'd be nice if they well, brought college football back and we could, we could hook that game. That, that's <laughs> right. There you go. Well, they, uh, but it, it's a nice argument to have because – we're talking about Nebraska football teams. 90, still Nebraska. 71 and 95, you bet. Still, it's still Nebraska. Do you think – well, I looked at some of you guys' records in the 71. And I, I was I was impressed because let – me, let me grab my notes here. Because I was looking at – okay, so you beat Oregon 34-7. Check these scores out, Terrell. 34-7, 35-7 they beat Minnesota. Texas A&M 34-7. Utah State forty-two to six, at Missouri thirty-six to nothing, Kansas fifty-five to nothing, um, OU State Oklahoma State forty-one to thirteen, Colorado thirty-one to seven, Iowa State thirty-seven to nothing, Kansas State forty-four to seventeen, OU thirty-five to thirty-one, close game, OU we know yep. that was going bang, Hawaii forty-five to three, and then beat Alabama in the championship game, thirty-eight to six, yes. Were there black shirts back then? Yes. Oh, yeah. Black black shirts started in uh, 1964 when uh, they went from uh, one platoon. In other words, you played both ways to uh, two platoon. Uh, you had an offense and a defense. And uh, 
So that's when uh, George Kelly, who was an assistant coach, went down to one of the sporting goods stores and uh, they to get some uh, shirts, some pullover shirts, so they could I- identify the defense from the offense. And uh, they they decided that the uh, first teamers on defense would have the black shirts. The next ones were the gold shirts or as I call them, yellow shirts, because I'm colorblind, and it always looked yellow to me. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, green, and, and then green shirts. So that's where it got started in 1964. But the mystique of the black shirts. Oh, yeah. They had, right off the get-go, they, they had some tremendous defensive teams. And uh, back then, and I wish they still did it, uh, you could lose your black shirts with uh, – a having bad a game. bad game or mm-hmm. sometimes even a bad practice so oh, wow. you know yeah even way back then yeah and there were only there were only mm-hmm. 11 of them they didn't they didn't give them out and there weren't any extras there might <laughs> it just i guess if a guy was really hurt and they thought he might come back there might be an extra but no it was just usually 11 and that was it and that was it yes never wow. nine never nine 11 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I never. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, eleven people got to run out there. It should be yeah. eleven black shirts yeah. if you're gonna yeah. give them away. Yes, I, like I said, Terrell, I definitely agree with you on that. If you're gonna run it, because you know, if I'm a, if I'm a, I'm, I'm, I mean, O'Shawn Mathis, and, and and I'm not very, my mind is is maybe not as strong. Then I could use that, and that could affect me negatively. That I didn't get a black shirt. Sure, you know what I mean. Because what was the justification of getting a black? Well, not yeah. getting a black shirt. Yes. You know, you got to play like one. I mean, none of them play like black shirts. And so I, well, I, I, the reason why I went through those scores is because it doesn't look like to me you ever gave up 500 yards of any type of total offense. Oh, no. I mean, it was – our defense was brutal. I mean, in a good good way. They were so tough and uh, uh, hard, to, hard to run on, hard to pass on. They were just – and they should have had a uh, – the Texas A&M game, they – we had a we should have had a shutout. They scored seven points on us. Uh, what happened was uh, they we kicked off to them and it uh, and it went out of bounds. So they had to re-kick, and the guy ran it back for a touchdown. And Kiff, Coach Kiffin was just livid because we lost a shutout on that. <laughs> so, so okay, so I'm glad I'm glad that you said that shutout. That was always important for us to get a shutout, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Right? It yeah. seems like that's not the mentality now. No, no. It, it doesn't seem at all. When you look at this team, what what do you see when you see Nebraska of today? Well, not the effort to being put forth that uh when we we were playing. And, and you guys were playing effort. Effort. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to Russell Gary before he unfortunately passed away about four, four or five spring games ago. And we were talking about that. And he says, and Russell played uh, 78 through 80. And we were talking about the attitude of the players, how they just, losses just didn't bother them these days. And he said, man, he said, when I was, playing if we got beat which they seldom did he said i went back to my dorm room and i didn't come out till next monday because right. i had to go to class he right. said it, it affected affected him uh, like that and it affected us like that i mean it yeah. was are it, they are they playing football 
for the love of the game now or for the love of what they can get? I think especially with the NIL and that other garbage that uh, – it's what they can get, mm. it seems like. I Forgetting mean, yeah, about the yeah. love, the real love of the game. Exactly. Do you think that – because I don't – I know that those guys don't know anybody. When I say that, I mean – and this is not, not a knock on the current team. For the last 20 or, or 10 years, 12 years, the teams have not known their history. Exactly. Yeah, they know. Even when I was there, though – they didn't. They have never taught history. I mean, we had a guy. There was uh, used to hang out around the uh, Coliseum, the old Coliseum where they played basketball, just east of the uh, football stadium. And uh, he always rode his bike down there. And I never knew what he did. I thought he might have been a janitor or something like that. Well, after I was done, I asked uh, Cleet Fisher's son uh, Pat that I played with. I said, "Who was that old guy that used to ride the bicycle all the time?" He said. That was Ed Weir, and I, I'd heard of Ed Weir and knew that he was an All-American back in the 20s for Nebraska. Yeah. And when they beat the uh, they beat Notre Dame two years in a row, and Notre Dame had the four, four horsemen. horsemen yes. Yeah, and I I was just I was disgusted. I, you know, I could have met the Ed Weir, Weir the uh, the man that uh, Newt Rockney, the Notre Dame coach, used to take out on the banquet circuit with him. You know, he didn't take the four any of the four horsemen just to, uh, uh, and he would uh, take Ed with him and and would say would tell the audience that hey, this is the example of what a college football player should be. Wow. And it was Nebraska's Ed Weir. So, wow. Yeah. And here here I could have met him, and I didn't know who he was because nobody told me, nobody taught me. So 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 how important you think it is to do the history. And then we're going to kind of dive into um, a little bit about what institutions do for their former players. We'll dive into that. Yeah. So what 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 is on a perfect um, day as far as you played in 71, I played in 95. What do we do to, to, to – what would you like to see done to bring us together? Well, I have reunions and, and uh, thing, you know, events where we all get together and get to know each other. When, uh, when I first, uh, when we went down to Oklahoma for the Game of the Century reunion in 2008, it was kind of an interesting parallel that this Oklahoma has stuff for their players and had been having it for forever. And here, Nebraska, it was about 38 years uh, after we won the championship and uh, – or uh, after the game of the century, rather. And uh, so we – the Oklahoma players uh, were meeting each other and, hey, how's your doing? How's your wife? They knew the names of their kids, where they lived. And here's the Nebraska players. Uh, let's see, I think that might be uh, Jimmy Anderson, but uh, gosh, it's been 30 or 40 years before I saw him. I'm not sure, you know. I mean, it's embarrassing, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I would like to, you know, and, and of course we, you know, swap stories and tell how good you were. You right. thought you, you thought remember, you yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You and, I mean, that's and, and, and the listen, fun stuff. if you won a championship on any level uh, in college football, you you're pretty good. 
I mean, let's not, let's not, you know what I'm saying? Why? Sometimes it feels like we're supposed to be a team that won championships, yet you're, it didn't matter. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Oh, we want to celebrate the championship team. Great job winning the championship. But what you did, your part of that, really didn't matter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, so I. how do you, you know, what are some of the, well, let me just read this, and then I'll just let you pre-ref it. You can say, you can, sure. you know, this is something that you wrote to former players for us. And you say, guys, there's an, there's an old age added, adage that states, it is easier to copy and repeat the past if you, if you know the history. What do you mean by that? Well, if, if you know the uh, history of what has been accomplished before you, uh, it gives you a sense of pride, esprit de corps, uh, a little extra juice to uh, try and live up to that standards, mm-hmm. uh, or those standards, rather. And, uh, you know, if you don't know it, well, you just are kind of wandering in the dark as far as, as that goes. You don't have that uh, esprit de corps. Mm. You have to, it's harder to develop. And uh, you don't have a standard to live up to and maintain. Mm. Perfect. Unfortunately, over the past decades, the Nebraska Athletic Department has treated most of its former football players like a colony of lepers. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, you know, it's true. I mean, we, we just... We don't seem to be welcome. See, and this transcends time now, leaving almost no opportunity to interact with the present team members and staff members. Yes. That's, yeah. Self-explanatory? Yes. I mean, you just, you go to practice and you might know a few of the the coaches and they say hi, but I mean – that's it. You you're there to watch them, and as soon as uh, practice is over, you're there's the door. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and who and you are? They don't, yeah. even, they don't even ask who you are. Huh? <laughs> no. You got to get a nameplate to get in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You think you think being a, a two-time national champ at your alma mater, you need to get something to walk around the facility? Yeah. You mean, yeah, exactly. Well, I tried a couple, oh, maybe three, four years ago uh, when Ohio State was coming to town. Uh, I found out Rich Glover was going, going to be in town uh, in Lincoln for that game. And so I called down for a practice pass because I heard he was going to uh, – I called him up and, and uh, I said, hey, Rich, uh, let's get together. And he says, well, I'm going to be at practice. So I called for a practice pass for myself. <laughs> they turned me down. <laughs> yeah. So uh so I called Richie and I said, "Hey, I said they I couldn't get a practice pass." And he said, "Oh, BS." He says, "I'm going." He said, "I'll bogart my way in there." So uh, he went down and uh the guys said, "Oh, you have to have a practice pass." And Rich pointed to his picture up on the wall and he says, "That's me." I'm going in, and he did. <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah, that was. Well, and it, well, why do you think that is, though? Why, why is that like pulling teeth to get in there? Like, yeah. what, what did we do besides our blood, heart, sweat, and tears on that football field to be to for you to feel like that, Red? For you to feel like yes. that? Yes. You know what? What? What did you do 
for you to feel like I'm not welcome at my own institution that I played at? I, I don't know. And we also made them a ton of money <laughs> over the years, mm. too, you know. And <clears throat> since that is, you know, at the, such an important thing down there that uh, – you know the we, money, the, the money, the money. We got the money song in there. <laughs> you know, let me see if you know this song right quick. Hold on, see if you know the the, the, the money song. Come on, that's it. Oh man. Oh, don't tell me Nick took everything out. That ain't it. That that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. Neither one. Forget it. Well, I can think of an old one. You, you got the money, honey. I got the time. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that first one. You know, because the, the old oh, one. Oh, money. Yeah, sure. Money, I'm money, money. Yeah, you know yeah, that song, yeah, right, Rick? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so let's just talk about the money. You you, you, you went on to say, because I think it's, it's very, 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 very important. You know, the result of this situation is we want to – heal this situation yes you know we want to make it right you know i don't i i don't think any guy who played at the university of nebraska should feel like they're not welcome back at the institution that we played at exactly. and made money for yes right especially now that they're paying nil money you know i mean we uh, we they, we would have loved to partake in that right yeah, oh, if they, they want to go do some back pay we we we'll, we will accept <laughs> Excellent idea. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, we we got when I finally got a scholarship, uh, we got uh, fifteen dollars uh, per semester for to buy pens and pencils, and we got a show pass to the movie theaters downtown. So that was a that was a uh, common cry was uh you can have my scholarship but don't take my show pass so oh, yeah you used to get into the mo- movies for free right so you you are so you say you're going to say the result is this situation where there are almost no circumstances to impart some wisdom and how things transpired when the former Cornhuskers were members of teams that had nebraska at the pinnacle of college football plus there have been very few chances for former players to reunite with teammates to form a team behind the team. Talk about that team behind the team. Right. right. Uh, I kind of uh, plagiarized that a little bit from either Auburn or was it Penn State uh, who I found out about. But, yeah, they, they want to be the team behind the team, and, and that can really be beneficial. Uh, for example, when your, your um, program uh, hits the, the skids, so to say, uh, like um, SMU did uh, in the 80s with uh, what the, what they did. They got a new athletic director. He got a hold of guys like uh, Eric Dickerson, former SMU Mustang, um, uh, Craig James, and, and they got the players. That's the first group they reached out to and said, let's get this straightened out. Let's get it going, and SMU – was back fairly soon and then another uh uh university that i want to point out is uh, penn state when they had the uh deal with uh that uh sandusky you know that mm-hmm. awful case and uh, i thought to myself well they're they're dead for at least 10 years if not for good because of uh what transpired there well they got a bunch of former players and uh 
they uh, united behind uh, Coach Paterno and, and behind the program. And then when they got uh, James Franklin, the new coach in there, they got behind him and uh, he got behind the former players. And it looked, I mean, it took two or three years and they were, were back in the saddle and mm-hmm. winning. So, Is Nebraska a team or a program? It's a, a, a program. I tell you what, we're going to throw it to break on that because we're going to stop right there, put a pinpoint on a team or a program and what the definition of that is. The ticket, 93.7, the captain. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.